0: Hello, and welcome to the Everything is Black and White, a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live. We are the only place you need to come for all the up to date news about your club. We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years. We have legends of the game who also join us as special guests, as well as writers from further afield. Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United. So some exciting news about our podcast. We're now hosted on the Global Player app. Don't worry if you get your podcasts from Apple, Spotify or AirCast; you can still get them from that platform. But we do recommend that you download the Global Player app. It's available in iOS or from the Google Store. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and I'm joined by a very special guest, former magpie, Warren Barton. Warren, thanks very much for phoning in.
1: Pleasure, my friend. No problem at all.
0: Exciting times at Newcastle, and it appears that this time the takeover is going to go through and we're going to have new owners. The keys are going to be handed over to St. James's Park. Just talk me through your reaction when you first heard that this was an actual takeover that... Was likely to to be completed.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. Where you said we've we've heard this a couple of times, cry wolf before, where we felt like you know we was uh, we was going to get took over and you know going to go into other hands, of ownership. But this seems to be a lot more concrete. Obviously, with so many outlets uh, saying about, you know, deposits have been made, uh, ch- checks have been signed, uh, names have been put on pieces of paper. Um, just really excited. Uh, obviously, a little bit apprehensive because, like I said, with the you know, the history that we've had over the last probably four or five years, really. You know, It seems to be every six months there seems to be uh, a new takeover. Mike Ashley wants to sell. But this seems to be hopefully the real deal. And also, I think when you look at the... The money that they're they're speaking about and what they're worth and you know uh, the situation of where it could put the club in the future. So really excited, um, thinking really positive thoughts in a difficult time for everybody across the world and like every other Newcastle fan uh, across the across the country and across the world is you know fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything's crossed. Just hopefully it's all done and dusted, which it seems like it could be, Um, and just looking really positive and you know getting excited again. You know I haven't been. Uh, excited for a long time With Newcastle And you know The times that I Walked out my first game For uh, Newcastle At St James's Park I've got that Similar sort of Feelings of of You know Where it can take the club Where we want to challenge uh, Where we want to be uh, And where it should be To be honest with you So there's a lot of Emotions at the moment But you know Bursting with pride Hopefully that it happens
0: You mentioned there Your first game For Newcastle United When you signed For, for the club Which will be 25 years In a few months time If I'm not mistaken <laughs> You would have been sold a dream and ambition and you were joining an an ambitious club. That's important for a player, isn't it? And with the new owners coming in, that's what they're going to get. They're going to get this ambitious plan to challenge right at the top of the league.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, what Newcastle have got maybe a little bit different to what Chelsea and Man City have had with, and PSG is the, the fan base has been proven for over two decades for for long time, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, where the fans have always been the massive part of the club and, you know, people respect the fans wherever they go, home and away. So I think, you know, when you look at 52,000 people, you know, getting excited again going to the, uh, to the stadium, um, you know, the expectations now of the club the ownership of what they want to do they don't just want to take it to a competitive level they want to win things they want to go forward and that's all we've ever wanted uh, with this club and whether you talk to people like Bobby Moncur that's in the past where they won the trophy or Malcolm McDonald or people like Alan Shearer you know that's all we ever wanted is to win something for the fans and if that can be made true with this ownership and we're we're in a world now in a climate where it is about money you know the days have gone really of wanting to wear it for the shirt so we have to be realistic so the money's there uh, The ambition of the clubs there, you know, to, to win something for that fan base is something special. Um, and like I said, with likes of Man City and Chelsea, have done it in the past with their ownership, there's no reason why Newcastle can't do it.
0: You mentioned the money there. Obviously, Newcastle will have to play along to the financial fair play rules. But, I mean, you've got the Ruben brothers who are worth about 18 billion, then you have the PIF fund one of the richest groups in the world. I mean, I'm not even sure how many zeros will be on the end of what the, the total worth is.
1: It's more than me and you have got, put it that way. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. If you look at the reports out there, it's not just a little bit above everybody else. It blows everybody away uh, with what they've got um, and what they can spend. But again, it's going to be you know, realistic. Um, We know we're going to go into a market that's going to be inflated, but the likes of Man United have done that in the past. Man City have had to deal with PSG with people like Neymar. So, you know, that is what the the big teams have to deal with. Uh, But there's a lot of top class young players out there in the European leagues. There's a lot of money that can be spent on free transfers, you know, good players like Willie Ann, someone that would excite the fans. Um, and then obviously you want to invest in the Academy. You know, the Northeast is a hotbed for top uh, young players. We've got to start making sure that we're ahead of the game there and start bringing in young players through the Academies, the likes of 14, 15, 16 year olds. So we can have this conveyor belt, similar to what Chelsea have got now with that group of young players. Um, and, you know, we're not a million miles away when you look at the stadium, a little bit of TLC there and make the, the atmosphere and the uh, experience for the fans that little bit more exciting and positive. And, um, you know, as I said, it just gets me going now, just talking about it and feeling about it that, you know, we, we could, we're could we so close at the moment of what it could be and you know where we want to get back to. You know, the likes of when Sir Bobby Robson took us for a team that was, you know, just floating along mid-table to get us back in the Champions League. It, it shows you it can be done and it can be done quickly.
0: We've mentioned the PIF, we've mentioned the Ruben brothers, Amanda Stavely of course is leading the bid and she's had her eyes on Newcastle Night for a very long time. She's persevered and she looks like she's finally won the battle or finally got the negotiations down at the price she wants for this club.
1: Yeah. Uh, and again, when you're talking about that type of money and, you know, from what I can gather, you know, dealing with Mike Ashley, there's been a couple of consortiums that have been close. And then in the, the final minutes or hours of a contract, he's, he's moved it around a little bit. I don't think he would he would do that with these people. They are serious. And I think they no, understand it. They can they can sense what they're they're sitting on, you know, and, and can have that excitement. You know, I think in this circumstances, we've probably not everybody, but a lot of people had to look at Sunderland till I die uh, and, and how that's materialized, you know. Newcastle's 100 times bigger than that. It's by far the biggest city, the biggest club in the North East, you know, Middlesbrough Sunderland. It's, it's tenfold, 100 hundredfold, with the expectation and pressure. But if you get it right, it can be a, a massive giant club of uh, fan base and the history and tradition. Uh, it can compete. Yes, we haven't won trophies for a long time, but in my opinion, it's still a big club.
0: You mentioned there, obviously, the city, but it's more than that, isn't it? I mean, this is money that is going to come into the region as well. And it's it's about potentially jobs and investment off the pitch as well as on it.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, we used to win games on a weekend and the whole city would be buzzing. You know, metro radio, the metro centre would be full. There'd be people out, the taxi drivers, people in the streets. You know, it's a vibrant city. Uh, and, you know, put that on top of what you can attract. And I think, you know, when you, the players, whether it's been Vidal or Griezmann or, you know, someone like Sancho, I would go after, I've seen him. You know, they're the type of players you want to you know, say to them, look, this is what you can play, this is what you can play with. And I think also that's important for me, and I've actually, you know, in these times put about a six, seven page document together where, you know, go into the inner cities, go into cities and make the the training facilities better for the local communities, put money into the city and uh, keep the people coming because you give, you know, it's like anything, you give the Newcastle fans and commitment they give you so much love back and so much affection back uh, and they support you through thick and thin you know that's what you're, you're dealing with in the North East and there's no better group of fans in my opinion or people in my opinion to be around
0: Fantastic and I mean we mentioned the City and, and what we've got there is it easier to attract players to Newcastle United do you think than other teams I mean obviously money's going to speak but given what the City is and the passion of the fans that surely plays a big part in it as well
1: Well, I think you put it into a third. You know, this is what I would do is that, you know, the club sells itself. You know, the fan, the club, you know, what you can expect going forward. Money, there's no doubt that that's part and parcel of that. That's where we're in that business now of attracting the top players with with money and agents. And unfortunately, that's a part of the world. And we have to accept that and be realistic. And then the coach, you know, that's why I think also, you know, looking at Steve. And I've got the utmost respect for Steve of what he's done. And he's done very well in the championship, getting teams up, kept teams in the Premier League. But if you are talking where Newcastle and its ownership want to be, Pochettino comes to mind. He's hungry, he's, a, he's a aggressive, he's energetic. He wants to bring young players through. He knows the Premier League. I think he, well, I know he's got a point to prove. He wants to you know, prove Spurs that they was wrong to let him go. So that's the type of dimension you want. You want hungry fans for success. You want, obviously, owners that want success. And then you've got a coach. So you, you put them three ingredients together, you've got something that's really appealing for top players.
0: You mentioned Pochettino there I guess Newcastle have always attracted the big name managers we look at Rafa Benitez and it's quite scary to think now that they did that when maybe money wasn't really forthcoming now they're potentially going to have an open checkbook so to speak and they could attract any of the big names like you mentioned there one of the ex-Spurs manager
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, you're talking about the top managers. I would keep away from, you know, likes of Mourinho. I think we need to be forward thinking. I think we need to be, you know, getting coaches, players, you know, staff that got an appetite for the game are hungry to be successful. And that should be the culture of the club going forward. And, you know, Rafa done a wonderful job and he's a top class coach. His style of football was was maybe not what the fans... But at the time, they were so desperate for success and loyalty. Um, you know they, they sort of bought into it a little bit for him to plan the counter-attack and, and to do that. And you know, as I said, rightly so, he, he kept us in the Premier League and, and did a good job and, and obviously got a lot of respect and admiration from the fans, and rightly so but I think now we want more. I think where we're looking and what we've got and what we potentially could be going for is is looking in that direction and obviously Pochettino, Allegri's another name that's been mentioned but then he's got to adjust to it. And unique Newcastle's a unique club is so different to many many other clubs until you understand the 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 tension, the passion the expectations of the club and the the philosophy and the culture of the city um it's going to take someone like Allegri a little bit of time to adjust to that. That's not saying he can't do it. But I think Pochettino does get it a little bit. I think he's got that that nous about him. He's got that passion. He's got that drive. He's got that fight. And I think that's throughout the club that's been missing in recent years. Definitely.
0: With Steve Bruce, I tweeted this the other day that he deserves some credit for getting the club into a position where takeover is possible. We saw previously with bids that there was relegation clauses and what have you, and Newcastle aren't yet safe but you would say it probably only takes another win maybe a draw after that to secure that if the season does go ahead um, again I mean does he deserve credit in your opinion?
1: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I think people in the game um, respect Steve immensely. You know, one as a player, played against him for many, many years and obviously played against his teams as well. Uh, and people in the in the the, the football world respect him uh, of what he's done in the circumstances. And, you know, it wasn't his fault he took the job. You know, he, he's a jewellery. It was his ultimate dream to have that opportunity. Alan did it. Alan did it as a, as a jewellery, wanted to take that responsibility. It didn't work out. But Steve will come out of this... Re- Whatever the situation is, whether he stays or whether he he leaves, with his head held high, because he give everything to the club, he he gives the best he possibly could under these circumstances, and he's done a good job. He'll walk away and walk straight into another job somewhere else, um, where he won't be, you know, maybe under so much pressure by fans, ownership, and and just the scenario that he's been put in. Um, So that situation. So Steve's done a hell of a job with his staff, uh, and deserves a lot of credit. But the club's looking to move forward, you know. We can say that to a number of people that have done well in the past, but when you want to get to that next level and that next uh, level is winning something and competing at the highest level, there's not that many coaches around that tick that many boxes.
0: When you look at the playing staff, you know, we've got a really good kind of spine of players who just put 100% into it. The effort, the commitment to Newcastle United cannot be... Uh, overstated, but do you foresee it being a if this table does get completed? Do you see it being a, a, a quick kind of turnover of players and that they'll, they'll try and attract the, the big names, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger stars in Europe?
1: Yeah, I don't think it'd be straight away because obviously you have to wait for the season to end and the transfer window to open and, and XYZ. But I, I think, you know, when Sir Bobby Robson was there with the likes of Gary, myself, Shay, Alan, Rob, uh, Nikos, so you had the blue chip players, so you're going to have that type of players through the backbone of the team that have done well, been good servants to the club, uh, just got respect from the fans and then you need the Esprit, as the Ginolas, these type of players that can that can change a game uh, in, a, in a heartbeat and the quality that they've had. So, you know, there you, you, you are going to have that. And I tell you what's nice is that you're having competition for places. You're having players that are fighting for a spot and there's nothing better than that. Uh, you know, I feel it as a fan watching it. The players, you know, they're, they're, they're working in really difficult circumstances. Yes, they're getting paid a lot of money. Yes, they're playing for arguably one of the, the best and biggest clubs in the Premier League, but it's been difficult for them. So to imagine having the, the five or six players and then you add and also the academy players need to be given a chance and given a possibility of, of playing in the first team if they're good enough um, and then you've got ingredients to be successful
0: um, we, we talk about potentially players leaving but are there any players that are currently there now that you two definitely I want to, I, I'd want i like to see him under this new new ownership I'd like to keep him I'd like to keep him in the like maybe Alan St-Maxman anyone that stands out for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the um, the fans, you can see the captains are leaders, the goalkeeper, Sam Maxson, you know, there's some players there that you feel that, you know, in the right environment, they can thrive and and be better. And you've got the backbone of the team and it's how they respond in these circumstances, how there's going to be when they start seeing better quality players coming in, players that have won things and the expectations are higher than just surviving. So it's how they go forward. So I, I think everybody's got a clean slate. Uh, when and if this does happen and it's how they perform. Yeah, listen, the, the boys have, have given everything they can for the for the club and it's, sometimes it's been good enough and sometimes it hasn't and you can't fault their, their effort sometimes and the tactics has been a little bit you know, maybe defensive first, we don't get beat. I'd love to see teams like Newcastle go out and win every game or at least try and win every game. But you can't do that if you haven't got the personnel. Now they've, they're they talking about getting the personnel and with these other players that have played, you, you've got a chance. So I think it would be, you know, wrong maybe just to highlight one or two. But, you know, there are you know, there are certain players that you say, yeah, I, I like him. He would be good in the squad. Yeah, I want him. And to add this and add that player going forward. like Any, you know, top class uh, uh, team would do that.
0: You mentioned a few of the players that you played with at Newcastle. Have you had any reaction? Has there been any chats? I don't know any in a WhatsApp group or anything about how excited uh, you know your old teammates are about potentially seeing Newcastle back up at the right end of the Premier League.
1: Whether it's been Tino, David, Led, you know we're, we're all in contact, and you know that's what that group of players did in the you know mid nineties and late nineties. You know stick together, and Alan's obviously been very vocal about how. You know what what he thinks about the club, and you know we all, you know that's what's frustrating for all of us. You know when Mike took over, you know even myself, I said, "Look, I'm in America. If you need someone to look at um players, you know one of the staff that he had at the time said, "No, we've got a guy in Dallas. he's going to do it. We've all given our opinion, not for us. It's never been for self-promotion for us. We've had our time and we loved every minute of it. It was to help the club and help the new ownership. So, you know, we, we all have that you know, belief for the club and that affection for the club. And we believe it can go to that promised land of where we nearly got to um and all we have ever wanted is the best fit so yeah we, there's no doubt that we're we're all in contact and we all think oh bloody hell you know hopefully this can come through and hopefully we can you know start looking at a new chapter and a new era and stop talking about things that happened 25 years ago and you know talk about things that are relevant and about winning things because that's what we want we want it we've had our, as i said we had our time and we loved every minute of it and you can tell by people's reactions when they're on TV or social media the affection that we have for each other the club and mostly the fans so you know that's where we want to uh, push this club forward now,
0: I think everyone saw Les Fernand on, on Football Focus over the weekends. now obviously he works a QPR Director of Football there and he works with Jamie Rubin who is likely to be on the, the board at Newcastle have you had any suggestion about what Jamie's like to work with has Les let you into any secrets at all?
1: Um, well it wouldn't be a secret if I told you but you know Les uh, Les is a guy that's got a lot of experience now of what he's trying to do in QPR. He understands the club. Um, I think emotionally he can come away from the situation. So, you know, working with people, Les wouldn't work with someone that he didn't trust and didn't think was doing the right for the game. So I think that speaks volumes of their, their relationship. Les would be someone that I would look at as well, because he understands the club. Um, the ownership are going to need people around, not necessarily, the old guard and the old boys and keeping it all together but one or two sprinkled around knowing what the expectations are of the fans and the area and obviously Les jumps into that equation of where he's been working you know whether it's been myself with my pro licence Shay Given who's been doing goalkeeping you know we've got Steve Harper there so they are a sprinkle and shoulders there so there's, there's people around And all, as I said, repeating myself, all we would want is the best for the club. And you know, Les' relationship with people that are on the board is a great benefit because, as I said, Les doesn't suffer fools. And um, you know, I was lucky enough to be with him, so he, he understands what's right for the game and right for Newcastle. What's
0: the the reaction been to all this news in America? What have you heard from fans over there?
1: Oh, they've been going, you know, crazy. I, you know, they're asking me as if I know what's going on, and you know, am I speaking to anybody? So, you know, there's so much excitement, and obviously a lot of people spending their time on their phones and social media. So, you know, every little inkling that we're getting from the local media or Chronicle, or the radio, or whatever it is, you know, everybody's you know re- retweeting it and asking questions. It's been like a frenzy, and I think it's got so much. Uh, traction and, and and you know interest throughout um social media and across like you said it across the world of of what newcastle possibly be because it's not just a an owner that's come in and, you know, with all due respect to a multi-millionaire or a billionaire, you, you know, you're talking about only oh, one of the richest people in the in the world, the, the consulting that could be put together. So it's got a lot of, a lot of a chance in, you know, whether it's in the States and particularly Newcastle, but I think all over the world as well.
0: And why do you think they've made the decision to buy Newcastle? Is it, you know, a comfortable team in the Premier League? Is it the passion of the fans? What do you think it is?
1: I would say been the passion of the fans. I think, you know, where you've looked at and Man City, they've looked at PSG, they've looked at maybe Chelsea, where this club is somewhere that can overtake with their fans. You know, if Newcastle had a Champions League game, it would be a seller. You could sell 100,000 people there, City find it hard to do that. I think this intrigued a lot of people about the game and the love of the game. And America, it's all about the atmosphere and about, you know, what what makes it special, what makes the Premier League special. Well, you only got to spend one afternoon going at St James' Park, even in these circumstances. The buzz you get before kickoff. Oh, after five, ten minutes, it's like, oh my god! We, you know, look at us. We're we're sitting back in our own half. We're trying to draw out a team to try and plan the counter attack. But even that first couple of minutes, but the adrenaline that's going, the the music, the fans, and that's in these circumstances. So I think you know they're wise enough to say, listen, if we can get this going, if we can really get you know the the fans engaged of what we're trying to do, this could. This could really take off and be something special because, as I said, the other clubs that I've spoken about have had great success and travel. But Newcastle have been a, a you know, have been a forefront of the way the fans travel, the numbers, the the uh, the Toon Army is is globally known, more, maybe as much as Newcastle itself. So I, I think they they respect that and maybe see that that's a point that they can take on board. Um, and like we've all said, it doesn't take a lot. It's just the you know the finance to take this club forward. Uh, You haven't got to build a stadium, you haven't got to build an academy, although it needs a bit of TLC here and there. um, The the, the foundations are there and the fan base is there. Uh, And then that's enough for anyone to whet their appetite.
0: So what do you you hope is going to happen? Then, What, What do you hope that these owners can come in and do in the short term?
1: Make us competitive. Make us compete with the top teams. That would be my, my my goal at the beginning. Let's get up there and compete. Once Because winning is a habit. And, you know, to get over that line, to do that. But compete. Compete how we used to with, You know, Les Ferdinand was up for sale. You know, competing with the likes of the big boys, Newcastle signing, Alan Shearer breaking a world record. Competing with them type of clubs and, you know, you know finances does that um and that's what you have to do and uh, attract players that uh, excite the fans um but first and foremost it would be compete at the high level you know compete go down if wolves can do it you know the teams like that can get up there leicester can do it there's no reason why newcastle is a far bigger club with all due respect to them teams we want to be up there we want to be competing and if we get over that hump of about being silverware uh then the rest could be history and um you know hopefully we can be a part of that
0: and just finally, then, if you could sit down with the potential new owners, what would be what would you say to them? What would you advise them about this club, about the fans, about the region?
1: I'd give them my eight-page document of, of what it would be. You know, get play get players on the field that you, that you want to be entertained by. Because uh, if you want to be entertained, so do the fans. Um, work on a, a strategy of you know. Uh, the the area the community be involved in them give them love and they will give you it back ten times um, going forward work on the academy because it's such a hotbed of great young players that have slipped through the net Carrick and Allen that have, you know should have been playing with his kids like Steve Watson did and Lee Clark them type of people and um, ultimately you get it right they're, they're going to love you forever um, and enjoy it because it's such a a, a fantastic place to be. Um, and involved with, and it'd be unlike any experience you've ever had as a human being. You know, I, you know, 25 years down now, I'm still getting goosebumps and the, the you know, in my stomach the turn stomachs turning just remembering what had happened. Um, makes you feel old, but it can do that to someone, and, and that's what this game can do, and what Newcastle can do to the ownership.